previously on The Mortal Path. Welcome to Little Ebbing. I suppose you can stay the night with me if you want. I just want to see if he did come home or if I missed him or something. I closed the door. Can I roll for that one? I got a natural 20. I'm going to fucking... I look at Taro with newfound respect. I wink. You three are under arrest. I didn't kill that man. Anything else is not relevant. You did kill those other two people then. What if I built a character who had no (laughs) skills? This is the murder weapon. Where are you going with this, Taro? I think I've had enough. I think the Grendel fit with you. You are knocked out cold. I was supposed to be a hero. I'm going to reach out and just sort of pat Natalia on the shoulder. I'm not. Or would it simple? Just take him to model. You guys have arrived in the full swing of some sort of festival or carnival. And sitting on that stage is a half-orc woman with dark green skin and hair that is so white it almost seems to be glowing. She, still talking, looks at all three of you and raises her eyebrows. As you guys are brought closer to the stage, the half-orc, she has not taken her eyes off you guys, but especially, she's looking at Taro. And half a minute later, she finishes up this amazing display of magic and the story comes to an end and she stands and she bows deeply and the crowd around you goes wild with applause. Everybody is having an absolutely great time and the guards start to push you off towards the left behind the stage and you are marched into the town hall. I'm clapping too. Okay. (laughs) I'm very glad. Uh, Nobody seems to take any particular notice of you guys being dragged into the town hall and you are very quickly dragged off to the right and walked into a small room that looks a bit like a glorified cloakroom but there doesn't seem to be anything on the walls. It's sort of been taken apart. There's some boxes and things. It's kind of being kept for storage at the minute as what you can see. And a second later, Marlo walks in and she is tall, taller than she seemed on stage. And she's very slender, dressed in pale and silver lace dresses and shawls. Her hair is long and loose down her back. And as she gets closer, you can see that her nails and her tusks are actually capped with silver. And walking behind her is a drow in very, very fancy clothing with a great big silver medallion like hung around his chest. And they both look at you. And they look to the guards, and the one who has been leading you this whole way goes, <coughs> Sorry to bother you. We've got uh, murderers up from Little Ebbing. We heard you could uh, help the investigation. And Marlo nods her head, and she goes, Yes, I suppose you'll be looking for a spell. And the guard goes, Yes. And Marlo... Uh- Yep. Excuse me, I would just like to clarify. We are not murderers, we no. are suspects. Yes. And we are but innocent at that. Entirely. Yes. I would not disagree with any of that statement at the moment. For once. <laughs> What's the deal with this Flavor Flav guy? Like, 
Is it a clock? What's his? What's... It's a huge medallion. Just a big old medallion. Huge medallion. Just like actually a little bit gaudy with how big and fancy it is. Did Drow? Did Drow have facial hair? Does he have the mustache? Uh, he does not have facial hair. No. Missing uh, trick there. But he's he's sort of like hanging back at the door and Marlo looks at all of you. And again, her eyes kind of flick to you, Tara, and she smiles. She goes, well, I suppose we'll soon see. I hope we're not going to make a habit of this every year, but I suppose I don't mind so much. I'm going to cast a spell, if you don't mind. You won't try and resist it, will you? I'll know if you do, so it'll be pointless. What kind of spell? It's a spell that will render you unable to lie. It's very simple. I'll just ask you yes or no questions and you'll be out of here in no time. If you're innocent. Yes, which we are. Look, I'm not I'm not really into this whole spell thing. I'm like, totally fine on, with it. On the whole. Well. Uh, can we confirm you'll just ask us questions based on the uh, the crime we're accused of? Absolutely. What else would I want to ask you questions? Excellent. About? Yes. Fine can as well. I? Can I just? No trivia, right? I, no trivia questions. Can I elbow Natalia hard in the knee? Yes. <laughs> you do that. Good. I do that. Uh, please spell away. It's very simple. I'll just ask you two questions to see whether or not the spell has worked. Although, as I said, I will know if it hasn't taken, and then I'll simply ask you if you are guilty of the crimes that you are accused of, and. If you aren't, that's it. And if you are, well, I suppose that's also it, isn't it? Can, can you uh, tell us what the questions are before we agree to this? Of course. Then why are you not? Can you just tell us? Can I ruin the suspense? <laughs> I will ask you to hold out your left hand, and hopefully you will do so. I will ask you if you have held out your left hand. You will all answer yes. I will ask um, you if you held out your right hand. You'll all answer no. And then I will ask you if you are guilty of... And she looks to the guards. The murder of someone that I'll be told in a moment, I suppose. While she's saying that, I am already holding out my left hand and nodding vigorously. Please, spell away. All right, go for it. She closes her eyes and there is a wash of electric crackling static over all of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody who wishes to resist the spell, make me a charisma saving throw. Here I go. I'm calling a bluff on this one. How do I do this? I got a 21. You got a 21. I got a 21. Okay. I rolled a good number. Okay. You feel this wash of static go over you, and you kind of, you can kind of feel the edges of it, and you push back, and it drops off you. And she opens her eyes, and she slowly turns her head, and she looks you dead in the eye. And then she smiles and she goes, very well, hold out your left hands. I hold out my left hand. I also I do that. Yes. Simply answer yes or no. Did you hold out your left hands? Yes. Yup. Yes. Did that you... wasn't my character voice. I mean, on. yes. Uh, yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do, I can't say yes in my character voice. Yes. Help. <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, Mish. Fuck it, move on. (laughs) Yes. Did you hold out your right hands? Yes or no? No. 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 And uh, the crime accused and the guard behind you goes, the murder of Aston Caius. And Marlo looks back to you and she says, and did you kill Aston Caius? 
Yes or no? No. 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 She steps back and smiles. She goes, innocent. All three. <gasps> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. The two of you, you who much. didn't uh, resist the spell, you feel that kind of prickly static drop off you, almost like sand falling off you. Um, <laughs> and the guard behind you kind of takes a half step back and goes, oh, so my apologies. We're free to go then. I, as far as I'm concerned, you are. Thank you very much, sir. In that case, please to be returning to us all of our equipment. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll call out my stuff back now. All right, well, I'll fetch it from the cart for you. Again, my apologies for your inconvenience and my thanks for your semi-willing cooperation for most of this journey. Out of interest, while you're still here, uh, why do you believe her? She's got the gift. Well, how, how do you know? How do you know she's just not making it up? Oh, Taro! <laughs> I'm not that's just, a just very interesting here. question that I think maybe would be usefully answered at another time. Maybe after you got your stuff back. Yeah, give us the stuff back and then answer my interesting question. <laughs> she gives you a look uh, and her eyes kind of narrow and she goes, she has the gift of the oracle. Can I Can I run up to, well, at least sidle up to Marlo mm-hmm. um, and drop a curtsy? And say, um, excuse me, um, Miss Marlowe, um, you, you seem, you're a person who knows things. Um, I, I have a question, if I may. Well, of course, actually. I rather wanted to speak to all three of you alone, if possible. Y- yes, of course that would be possible, but may, may I ask my question? Uh, of course, please. Okay, I'm going to reach into the pocket of my blouse and very carefully take out the lock of hair. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say to her, can you tell me, this is either a lock of my late mother's hair or someone has gone to great lengths to make me think that it is. And that seems odd because she, she passed 25 years ago and that's a long time for a lock of hair to have been kept. So do you know if it's if it's really hers or if it's just meant to look like hers and someone's trying to pull a trick on me? May I see it? I will hold it out towards her. She takes it very gently uh, and she looks over... I let go. <laughs> she takes it very <laughs> gently and she looks over her shoulder and she says, uh, Palin, would you leave us for just a little while if you wouldn't mind and the drow nods his head and goes all right i'll be back shortly i suppose and he leaves as do the guards so it's the three of you in the room and she moves to sit on a box still holding this lock of hair and she goes i have magical gifts in terms of divination and seeing things and again she looks at you taro it's not all free. Um, I perform here every year as a gift to my friend, uh, Palin, their childhood friend, of course. And so I travel back every year to host the Ice Tooth Carnival. But this lock of hair, it's covered in magic, but it's real. Whether or not it was your mother's, I'm afraid, would take a lot more out of me than simply looking. Um, I can... I'd be willing to... I mean, how much? What sort of 
Magic, are you, you, you say she passed away 25 years ago. Yes. So I will not be able to find her. But you wish to know if it was indeed hers. And this is, do you have anything else of hers perhaps on you? I unfasten my gold clover leaf brooch Mm -hmm. and hold it out. She takes that as well. And she looks at both of them. And after a good half minute of her just kind of concentrating, she looks up at you and goes, Yes, I do believe this may well have been hers. Of course, this is a very low-level type of magical ability. It's simply just putting pieces together. If you wanted something more, so to speak, I could maybe work out a price. Speaking of prices... Hang on one second. Um... I'm getting something too. I'm getting. Oh, what, what's that smell? Oh, is that? <laughs> is that? Is that bullshit? Oh, oh, I think it might be. You haven't changed a bit, have you? Have you got those ten gold pieces you owe me? Ooh. Look, if I if I had ten gold pieces for every person who said I own ten gold pieces. Yeah, I wonder I why that probably is. Probably wouldn't have ten gold pieces, but. Not saying I have 10 gold pieces because I don't, obviously. Well, that's very funny because you did promise me 10 gold pieces for my services. Did I? Interesting, interesting. Um, yes. Yes. (laughs) I would like to sort of hold my hands out tentatively to make sure that my items don't get dropped or discarded She in any puts way. them very gently and very respectfully back into your hands and make sure that, that I, every little bit of hair is still there. I curtsy again and uh, thank her profusely. You're very welcome. You, on the other hand, that was very clever of you, managing to never tell me your name or leave me with anything by which I could find you very easily. I did try, you know, a couple of months ago. I thought maybe I'd have a little look and see where you were in the world if we could meet up again. It was curious. You weren't anywhere. He was in Haxus. I would have seen that. Well, he said that's where he was before he... Well, you seem to be uh, making some, some reaches today anyway. You don't believe in my magic. That's funny. You were very happy with what I did for you before. I'm going to cast my mind back and see if I actually remember this person. Okay, roll me an intelligence check. It takes good brain to uh, to remember things. Oh, I got a four. Absolutely no knowledge. Interesting. <laughs> like, like well, not even, like, not even the tiniest. Maybe I saw you once in a town across the road. Like, nothing. You have no memory of her whatsoever. Well, uh, you know what you did last time was hardly anything special. Hardly anything special. <laughs> you paid for one of my strongest scrying spells to find that elf you were looking for, and I found her for you. Ah, well, did you? Cause, uh, well, did you tell me about it? Cause I don't, I don't remember much about that. I don't remember hearing back from of you. Of course, I told you about it. You were there. Do you not remember? We were in Strosa three years ago. The Bright Step Carnival, the ones that I travel with. You came with a couple of others of your, I suppose, friends at the time, looking for information. You came to me for my scrying spell, and I found her, that elf uh, you were looking for. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, three years ago. That was a uh, time, wasn't it? Um, hmm. Well, I suppose I do owe 
Huh, interesting. Huh. I also know that you shrugged off my spell earlier. Well, it might be true. Might be true. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't particularly interested in uh, in you poking around in my head. That's funny. The last time we met, you didn't seem to have anything particularly remarkably magical about you, but there is something now. Well, let's just say I'm better at hiding these things than uh, than I look. Clearly so. You're also better at hiding. Where were you? You know, about. You... <laughs> that is impossible. My scrying spell. I would have seen you, or I would have at least known that, again, you had closed your mind off to my vision. And yet there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing when I looked for you. Look, I'm not that special. I think you might be overestimating your skills a little bit. I never said you were special. In fact, I think I just <laughs> said you were pretty unremarkable, except in your ability to not pay me what you owe. Do you have ten gold pieces on you? Uh, no. And I suppose your friends don't have it either? No, we're all very poor, you see. That's a shame. Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Maybe you could help me out. Friends is a strong term. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't quite say that either. I just sort of bumped into these guys in a cave, you know? In a cave? Yeah, you know how it is. You're in a cave. You, you're bumping some people. <laughs> you're not you're not too keen on being in the cave. So, you know, you just uh, you help each other out and you go your separate ways. Well, I suppose if you two don't wish to hang around, that's totally fine. But I suppose if you did want me to cast that higher magic spell, and if you wanted to right off your debt taro i think was it taro yeah i do have a little something i need doing an old friend is in town you remember eldon right oh yeah of course of course good old uh, uh eldon yep nerium roll me a intelligence check 18 you also know the name eldon and she looks... Who is Eldon? She looks... Eldon John, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Nerium has known a few Johns in her time. <laughs> it is not Eldon John. Um, she looks back at you, Taro. Um, actually... No. Oh, no, you don't even need to roll bluff. Taro does. No, she, you don't even need to roll, like, deception Death saving throw. No, no. She looks back at you and she goes, Yes, Eldon Zugai and... Nerium, you don't. I, why are you laughing? What's funny about that? <laughs> it's Elden Zugai. Elden Zugai Elden from the Zugai. zoo. Yeah, from the zoo. Excuse me. <laughs> Elden Zugai is one of our most amazing people who signed up to our mailing list, whose name has appeared in an <laughs> oh, NPC. And I think you should all be a little bit more respectful of Elden, Elden Zugai. Zugai. You have an awesome name, and well, I support yeah, you. Well, thank you, Elden Zugai. I should mention that Elden is not their first name. It is the Zugai part that I have taken. And maybe I'm saying it wrong. Maybe this is a the Boyland situation. Who knows? But Boyland, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Nerium, you do remember Elden Zugai? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> look what you've done! Look what you've done! I can do it. Oh, I can no. handle Zugai. Let's. I can do it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> You also remember Elden Zugai because he was also a friend of Lord Falutin's and he had been round the manor 
a couple of times. Now, I didn't make that name up. That was Kitty's homemade name. So if you're going to laugh at that, you're laughing at Kitty. Because... <laughs> how do I cancel Ed's face? How do I cancel Ed's face? <laughs> how many times have people said that? Right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. We're good. I'll, I'll come back when we stop. <laughs> My face has been cancelled. No season three. <laughs> you have also heard the name Elden Zugai because he was a friend of Lord Falutin's and he had been round to Gormsley Manor a couple of times and you remember him as very, very cruel or at least always seeming, always wanting to seem to be very cruel. Whether or not he was good at it, you don't remember. Gary, please. Come on, man. That's a little professionalism. I'm just going to mute myself. <laughs> You have this this memory of him, and you know he's a pretty nasty piece of work. Mm-hmm. I will do my best to not react in any way. Okay. Do you want to roll me? Are you are you are you actually like? Are you really trying to hide something, or are you? Is it quite easy to hide it? Or I I would have thought yes, because I mean she's not looking at me, mm-hmm. and she's just mentioning this name to Tarot. Yeah, and. If even a flash of recognition goes across my face, I'm not going to okay. go, <gasps> or... Okay, um, she doesn't seem to take any notice um, of you, and she's still looking at you, Taro. I am very small. Did she ask a question? I'm like Yeah, a long time ago. I think she was just asking if you vaguely remembered. <laughs> oh, I think I said yes. Uh, yeah? Well, I don't know. It'll come out in the edit, right? I'm pretty sure I said yes. Well, he's here, of course, for the festival, He's seemingly developed some supernatural knowledge, some skills that are perhaps arcane in nature. Suddenly, and rather suspiciously, I need information on him. Or, well, I want information on him. He's given me a very bad feeling over the last couple of days. But he knows who I am, and he'll be on the lookout for me. So if you can get me some information about him, I'll consider your debt repaid. I'm pretty sure he knows me too, right? I should hope not. That was the whole point of your last dealing with him. Uh, oh, did you say Eldin? Eldin Zugai, yes. Oh, I thought you said Elvin. No. Oh, okay, I'm on board, I'm on board. I believe Elvin is his brother. Uh, El- yeah. That must be confusing at Yuletide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll see what I can do. Where do you think he's hanging out at the moment? What's his... Uh... Well, I wouldn't be quite so sure of where he is right now, but tonight he will be at the Ice Tooth Ball. Is it a masked ball? Is it a masked no. ball? Well, <clears throat> it could be. Sure, why not? Well, I don't know where he is right now, but he will be at the Ice Tooth Ball, hosted tonight by, of course, Palin, and uh, at the manor. You know, maybe you don't know. I s- uh, so, at the end of the festival, there is often a grand celebration held, and... The mayor likes to hold his own, and he holds the masked ball of the Ice Tooth Carnival, and, well, Eldon will be there. Can I ask, um, can I um, roll something to find out if I have realised how close I am to Gorsi Lee? Uh, y- you c- yeah, go for it. Roll an intelligence check. I'm not going to get another 18 on that, am I? No, 14. By the way, I'm sort of hiding a bit nervously a bit further away, just waiting for my sword to okay. come back. Duly noted. 14, you have yeah. no idea where you are. 
you don't know you've never heard of um grendelford you don't you don't know where you are but you imagine you're pretty far um from gormsley on lee i mean toffs travel a lot don't they they can go a exactly long way. they've got carriages so as you're kind of thinking that um marla looks over all of you and she goes He's recently opened a diamond mine nearby. How he knew that there were precious gems to be found here. Well, that's part of why I'm suspicious of him, you understand. Well, yeah, of course. It's not everyone who knows where diamonds are, obviously. Well, we'd all be very rich if we did, but he just seemed to appear, point to the ground, according to Palin, and say, dig here and you'll find gems. And, well, they did. And, of course, he's being touted as a local hero for starting to revitalize the economy here but i have my suspicions and like i said he gave me a nasty feeling and well the two of you and she looks at you and uh yutaro and unitalia i sense there is something at least arcane about both of you i think a touch of it at least well i wouldn't be so sure but but anyway this seems like it might end up being quite dangerous for us if this if eldin's got a Seems like he's got magic on his side. Well, that's exactly why I thought you might be able to help me. Yes, but I'm afraid that just writing off my debt probably won't quite cut it here. Is that so? And uh, I have no desire particularly to wipe off his debt. Yeah, also that. That's fair enough. Well, what do you want? Uh, Not you. You're having your debt written off. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, that's fair. <laughs> you are... You are learned in magic, correct? Of course. I might ask for some lessons. Some advice. I can do that. I have newly come into some small powers. Interesting. How? I look over at the others and then look back to her. I awoke in a cave and... My hand, as you can see, the the fingertips are red, and I believe, is it my lip? My lip is also red, and something in here seems to have sparked something. That is very interesting. I do sense some form of magic around you, but you say you just woke up like that? I did. Maybe after the completion of this mission we could talk alone of course i would be very interested to learn a little more about your sort of magic especially one that seems to have just awoken in you 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 are you a religious type no interesting very interesting yes i believe so and and for you uh uh, oh Uh, there is one more thing A down payment. A down payment? When that delightful guard comes back, um, I have a sword that has also come into my possession. I believe it has some interesting qualities. Would you be able to take a look at it? Of course. I'd be more than happy to. Thank you. So, and for you, of course, the spell. You wished for something more more solid than intuition is that correct um no i i think having seen the demonstration of your um awesome powers um a little while ago um i have every faith in your intuition and as you say i mean 
if you can detect a aura of magic around these two, then you can probably detect that I don't have any at all, or or indeed any real, you know, proficiency with weapons or or skills that would be useful in in this sort of thing. So, um, I I think I might just I might just head on and and leave it to these two. Well, that's fair enough. Thank you very much for your help so far. I'd also like some more money. You're not getting any money. You owe me money. You've owed me ten gold for three years. That's a lot of money. I should say quick note that remember we did rejig the gold system. Ten gold is about a grand. Oh shit. Fuck yeah. Me. I was thinking it was like ten pounds. No, nope. like, ten yeah. gold is like a grand. Oh my god, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Gary's gold system. This is Gary's gold system. Ten Gary gold. gold gags. Marlo turns uh, back to Nerium as you sort of get up and start to go. And she says, it is funny, I don't feel any magic necessarily in you, but you are cloaked in it. There does seem to be some thing about you. What, extra than the lock of hair? Maybe it's just that. And whatever that little thing in your pocket that you're carrying. Something else, just... Yes, that also is probably, accounts for it, yeah. Well, if you're looking for passage out of Grendelford, you are more than welcome to come and talk to me and perhaps you could travel with the carnival at least back to somewhere a bit less in the middle of nowhere, but... Would it be somewhere a bit warmer? Well, of course, we'd be heading back away from uh, here as soon as, well, as soon as the ice ball is over tomorrow morning. Yes, please, I would like to travel with you. Of course. Well, for the two of you who are willing to go to the ice ball, I can get you on the, the list, and I suppose you have changes of clothing? If not, I can always ask the carnival if you can go through their fancy dress costumes and find something a bit more suitable. Yep, that's what I'm going to go for. I could help with that, probably. Yes? I mean, by trade, I'm a dressmaker, I'm a sempstress. So anything that wants a bit of adjustment and stuff, I'm... Since you've been kind enough to let me travel with you tomorrow, I'm more than happy to provide a few skills to pay my way. Well, of course. I, uh, I, I don't own any other clothes, at least not with me. Uh, are you sure that I wouldn't be able to go dressed as this? Well... To a ball, Natalia. It's fine, she's I... going as a goth. <laughs> it's very brave never... of you, they fell out of fashion about ten years ago. <laughs> Goth never dies. I don't know. I've never really had a dress. Well, I'm sure we can find one that'll fit you. I would like to boggle at Natalia and, like, in the back of my brain, wheels are turning, going, this has never worn a frock, but she's beautiful. We have to find a dress for her immediately. At that moment, one of the guards that brought you into Grandfoot is standing there with both of your rucksacks and with three swords... And very gingerly kind of holds them out. I will pretty much snatch them out of his hand. Okay. I'll take the one I assume is mine. <laughs> it's I... got it's got red on it, but it's definitely yours. Yeah, I think that's my one, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yep, yep, okay. You take your own sword, you get both of yours back, Natalia, and uh, you both have your rucksacks again on you. Yay. Uh, and now, Mr. Guard, would you kindly fuck off? Right, oh. yeah. No worries. Take your false accusations and go back to your little backwater town. 
I don't think that was one of the ones from Little Ebbing. I think that was one of the ones we might actually be seeing again. Yeah, that, that was a bit mean. A little bit. He makes a little salute and closes the door behind him as he leaves. I want to salute I him back. Out, Sorry! After him. <laughs> Marla looks at you three. She goes, you three are very strange. Yeah, we're not friends. No, I'm starting to get that. I'm starting to get that. Anyway, why don't I take you uh, to... Yes. Please, uh, this sword. Oh, of course. Uh, if you would let me have a look at it. Of course. She takes it and she balances it in her hands and she looks at it and she looks towards the, the red dyed blade at the end. And after a moment, she closes her eyes and all three of you feel, again, this static over your skin but this one's not aimed at you it's just happening very close to you and she takes this deep breath and there almost seems to be this kind of movement of her shawls and her lace dress and her white hair and then it all settles and she opens her eyes she goes that is a powerful weapon indeed where did you find such a thing in a box in a box are you in a, in a cave is this the same cave that you woke up in i think so what is a cave it's usually a hole in rock? As in, it was in the same system of caves. I see. Didn't you say that you woke up in a cave as well? Yeah, a different cave, probably. You all seem to be very confused about the nature of caves. Honestly, I was walking around for a very long time in some caves. I uh, don't know where I turned up. I'm probably a bit drunk, you know how I am. We're, we've met, obviously. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, just went for a walk as you do, and eventually I bump into these guys after about three days of walking. All three of you woke up in a cave? Um, I did as well, yes. How did you get there? I wish I knew. Alcohol. <laughs> Hold on, sorry. Al- wait, alcohol? It, yeah. I'm starting to realise that perhaps I might have a small problem, but that's for a different time. <coughs> I can say with some confidence mine was definitely not alcohol-related. Uh, not mine. That sounds both plausible and very, very strange. All three of you woke up in a cave, one drunk and two not drunk, or hungover at least, and you found a magical sword. And is that where you got your magical item from? Or did you always have that? The thing in your pocket, whatever it is. What, me? Yes, you. Oh, sorry. I... <laughs> sorry, sorry, miss. Um, uh, yes, I... I... I found it, and it had the lock of my mother's hair tied to it. You found a magical bottle with a lock of your dead mother's hair around it. It sounds a lot weirder the way you describe it. At the time, it was one of the less weird things that had happened that day. Right. You wouldn't want me to take a look at that as well, would you? Um, if you're willing to. I mean, as we're explaining things we should probably say we were each offered two boxes which are invisible to the others one of which disappeared after we took said item out look look as long as we're doing this this cold reading bullshit let me have a go let me just yeah give me that give me that bottle thing or whatever it is and i'll tell you what it does come on yeah no i'm not handing it. it to you Look, you can hold it the whole time just let me touch it i'll do no. come on I'll, I'll show you how, no. how bullshit this is no. I tell you what, why don't you try it on the sword, and I will tell you if you're right or not. All right, fine. Uh, okay. If you break it, I'll break you. Um, I'm just going to kind of touch it a little Again. bit and uh, go, oh, 
Uh, oh, I'm getting <laughs> something. Oh, this Roll could me a be... d20. Okay. It's a, it's a number. It's a low number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be the lowest number. It's the <laughs> lowest number. <laughs> right. Okay, Ed, link me your character sheet, please. Uh, okay. Are you going to just delete it? Is that what happens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. the character sheet. Thunder you wave. died as a result. <laughs> uh, yeah, you... <laughs> I've already oh. done that joke. Oh my god! It's, yeah, it's that's how Taro would have wanted to go. Yeah, he lied yeah. so badly, he self-destructively, while lying about things okay. and making I a scene. Sheet. I'm so disappointed. I got my good roll on like something that just doesn't doesn't matter, and then on this, a critically important roll. I uh, well, I did get a critical roll, but it just wasn't the one I was looking for. <laughs> You put your hands on the sword and you close your eyes and you start making very, very funny mocking noises. And then you feel again that kind of double pinch in your palms, that spark that floods down from your elbow and the ground beneath all of you suddenly goes and starts to shake violently in some sort of mini earthquake. And as you do that, because that power is coming from you, Marlo snatches the sword back and takes a half step and goes... <laughs> That's not a very funny joke. I would like at this point to grab Natalia and go, Oh, Jesus! Oh, oh God, he's doing it again! <laughs> I'm going to raise a hand to him. Look, it's a coincidence. What? Why did that... Oh, what's going on? It's not right. Stop it, please. You're casting magic. But why did you... Why did you pick that one? Look, uh... I wasn't really trying to do anything, I'll be honest. You've just come into these powers, haven't you? I didn't sense them on you when I last met you. <laughs> yeah, I think no, you're I've right, had Marlo. For years. No, Marlo, I think you're right, because he made a goat pony the other day, and he looked really surprised. No, don't tell him about the goat pony. You made a goat pony? Yeah. What? He also exploded. And you exploded... I- I can't have exploded because I'm still here. Like he did just then. What? I don't I don't understand off the top of my head what's happening, but it seems very odd. And the fact that all three of you woke in a cave came across... Did you all come across magic items? Look, can we just uh, get to the point here? It can't be long before the ball, right? We've got to be prepared. All right. If you don't want to answer my questions, that's fine. But perhaps I have answers. That's fine if you don't wish to. I'll take you right away. Oh, your sword, uh, by the way. The sword, please. I think when you use it, something rather wonderful will happen for you. But for the person that you're hitting it with, well, they might find themselves in a spot of bother. And she hands it back to you. And she goes, really gonna... and I <laughs> wouldn't That's let me finish my sentence. It's an awful lot of It's glue. a sword. It's a fucking sword. Yes. Yeah, they'll be in bother. You'll be in the spot of Yeah, <laughs> hold on. Right, okay, that's it. That's all she says. You lost it. You lost the reveal. You don't get it anymore. You'll just have to fucking find out in your own time. <laughs> that's it. She puts the sword in your hand um, and she leaves the room. She goes, come on, follow me. I'll lead you towards the costumes. It's me, Yubi, your DM, who also has the flu at the moment, so I sound very bad, 
because I'm recording this way after we actually recorded the episode. So I sound fine in the episode, but here, not so good. So please bear with me. I'm going to try and get through this without taking the rest of my voice off. I just want to start with uh, thanking everybody who has given us such amazing support. We hit over a thousand downloads in our first week. We've had just the most amazing reactions from people from all over. Um, I want to say a special thank you to Dicebard, who of course provided the prize for our first giveaway on Twitter. Thank you so much. You need to go and check out their wares right now at Dicebard on Twitter. They've got links to their shop. It's absolutely amazing. It's so much fun and the dice are beautiful. Actually, two of my sets arrived and they are gorgeous. I'd also like to thank Rachel Graff, who wrote our theme song, that really cool intro music, you know, like the best music in the whole thing. That was written by Rachel. You can check out her stuff at rachelgraff.com, R-A-C-H-E-L-G-R-A-F-F.com. And I'd also like to thank the Goblin Gazette, who did an amazing interview with us uh, and posted it. I think the day or the day after we we launched. So thank you so much for that. It was so much fun to do. Uh, we rambled so much, but it was really good fun. Thank you. I'd also like to say thank you to some of the people who've been supporting us on Twitter, especially uh, Marty, Rusa, Scully, uh, Tales from the Fandom, Rybread, many more. But you guys have been so amazing and engaging with our stuff, telling people about us just really kind of getting on board and we really really appreciate it um, and we've also had an amazing reaction over on tumblr as well uh lesbian it too i'm not quite sure how to say that one uh the one weird kid behind you ruto bukatu they've all made amazing art and mood boards uh for us and you can check out their stuff we reblog it all on our blog um oh which reminds me if you do for some reason make something please tag us in it so that we can see it because tumblr's uh, tracking system is mm, not very good so sometimes like we won't be able to see it unless you kind of let us know it's there but we'd love to see it uh, so please don't hesitate to tag us and things we would love to see it um, we've got our official tumblr which is just the mortalpath.tumblr.com um, you can find us there and join us there too we've also had some amazing reviews on itunes Jem, rolina hannah thank you so much for leaving our reviews uh, and we'd just like to say again to anybody who's listening to this, especially if you're listening through iTunes, if you would just take a few seconds, you can do it now while I'm doing this bit, but if you just take a few seconds to drop us a review, rate us five stars, we would really appreciate it. It really helps us out and it really helps us find more listeners as well. We've also got a really exciting announcement. Uh, we are doing another giveaway, this time with Settling Geek, uh, who you can find on Twitter. Again, Settling Geek, S-E-T-T-L-I-N-G. G-E-E-K, Settling Geek, um, who are giving away an amazing set of dice. And all you need to do to enter is to create a piece of media to do with the show. So that can be like anything. It can be like a drawing or a poem or a photo or an interpretive dance or like a, a sketch in the sand on a beach or anything literally like like finger art you know anything anything at all any piece of media to do with the show um post it wherever you want twitter tumblr facebook uh but make sure we see it uh tweet it at us at us on tumblr email it to us the mortal path at gmail.com anything you can do to make sure we see it if we don't interact with it on one of the official accounts 
assume that we haven't seen it and send it again because we would hate to not see an entry. So make sure one of our official accounts sees it, likes it, reblogs it, retweets it, whatever, to show that we have seen you and we know that you're there. Uh, the deadline for that is going to be February the 28th and the prize is going to be another fantastic set of dice from Settling Geek. I just wanted to talk briefly about characters in this world. It's really important for us that we leave space uh, for you guys to headcanon characters however you want. And we're not interested in kind of, you know, putting down the barriers and saying, no, this character can only be imagined this way or, you know, anything like that. That's not what we're about at all. Um, but on the other hand, we also don't want to create a space where people are headcanoning um, out of necessity because we won't commit to, you know, saying a certain character is this or that. Um, which brings me on to the subject of Marlo, uh, the character introduced in this episode. Um, Marlo, when I was writing her, um, Marlo is trans. She was designated male at birth. Um, and at some point in her story, which fits into Alphalan, um, she transitioned. And that didn't really come up in the in the episode. Um, there wasn't really a, a place for it to come up. And I just very quickly want to uh, say that that is not the reason that Taro doesn't recognize her. So I just want to nip that one in the bud at all. It's a totally different reason. Um, but it was still really important for me to get it across that um, Marlo is trans because the world that we live in in real life is incredibly wide and varied um, and wonderful in a lot of ways. And that's what we kind of want to represent in this fantasy world, you know? Um, it's just as varied. People are just as, you know, diverse and, and different. And we wanted to really make it clear that you know, trans people exist and people across all spectrums exist here and not have it be a thing where it was sort of never talked about or, or brought up, which can be difficult uh, because none of our cast members are trans. Um, and to use uh, this particular example, uh, we are really interested in telling stories that, of course, include trans people, but we don't want to be telling um, trans people's stories, if that makes sense, that distinction. But that doesn't mean that just because we've said Marlo is trans, that anyone else can't be trans. Uh, like that really wonderful um, Mark Hamill quote, these characters can be whoever you want them to be. Like I said, we're not interested in gatekeeping. Um, but on that same hand, we also want to be clear when it comes to certain things like this. We are always so open to constructive criticism. You can always message us. Uh, you can email us. You can tweet us. You can you know talk to us on Tumblr we would be more than happy, uh, grateful to hear your your feedback, in all honesty. Um, speaking of the show again, I just want to briefly mention, like, we've got a lot of info on our site about the world and the setting, um, but I do just want to kind of remind people that this is a world, uh, it's a fantasy world, but there's also technology. So there is, like, rudimentary electricity and generators and power and machinery and that hasn't really come up yet again because well little ebbing um and grendelford are sort of in the middle of nowhere so there's not like a lot of it happening here but just i don't want people to get surprised unduly when it comes up um because it just hasn't really come up yet but but it's there uh, and we're going to be exploring that soon um speaking of that we also it's gonna get weird i'm just gonna come out right out and say it's gonna get really weird in the next couple of episodes uh there's a there's a couple of things coming up that I think are going to surprise people um but I'm really excited about it and we really hope that you like it and you stick with us while it gets a little bit doo -doo 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 -doo. um yeah so getting back to the show we have a whole lot of social media you can follow us on twitter at the mortal path you can follow us on tumblr the mortal path you can follow us on 
Facebook, The Mortal Path. Oh, that was a big crack, huh? Oh boy, my voice. Uh, this is the most I've spoken in a week. You can uh, find us on our website, themortalpath.com. We've got an email, themortalpath at gmail.com. Uh, please don't hesitate to get in touch. We love hearing from you guys. You have all been amazing. We have received just such good feedback and we just love you so much. Thank you so much. We're really, really, really just overwhelmed and grateful for the response. Um, yeah, I'm going to let you guys get back to the show. Enjoy these shenanigans and I'll see you next time, hopefully without the flu. I asked for a down payment, not to be shown a copper. That's fair enough, although none of you seem to be taking any of this particularly seriously. You all seem rather... well. Honestly, love, go through the day we have. <laughs> she looks back at you and she stops and she holds out her hand and Natalia, you still holding the sword, the end of it suddenly <laughs> bursts into flame and then <laughs> disappears again. And she goes, be very careful with that. Holy shit. This Uh, isn't right. How come everyone flips out when I do something stupid and that happens and nobody says anything? Control. Oh. She's got a point, actually. Uh, Now, can I just do this at will? No. Uh, It doesn't work like that. (laughs) I should imagine it would have to be quite a forceful hit. Try it on tarot. I just might do that. Yeah, it's very not good. Come on, let's uh, let's get let's get costuming. All right, follow me. And she starts to lead you down uh, the the hallway. After a minute, she leads you into this large room that is filled with like coat racks and hanging materials, and there are just loads and loads and loads of really over the top fancy bits of clothing. It is all pretty tacky. It's all pretty gaudy, and it is all a hundred percent carnival type costuming. Nerium runs straight for the ones with the proper silk. There's maybe like three out of all <laughs> yeah, of them. she's awesome. Okay, um, so Nerium heads off into the costumes and she holds out her hand. She goes, well, there you are. I'll leave you to it. Um, I'm going to go speak to Palin and see if... Uh, I, I'm so sorry. I know your name is now Taro, but I didn't quite catch your name and your name. Oh, I'm Meredith Burrows. Meredith Burrows and... Natalia. Natalia. Of course, I'm going to go up. Meredith, are you going to be at the ice ball tonight? Shall I get your name? Oh, absolutely not. But I would be um, delighted to offer my assistance uh, for preparations there, therefore. Of course. There too. Well, I will make sure that Natalia and Taro, your names are on the list. Uh, Thank you very much. Could you use a different name? Why? (gasps) Well, you know, just in case anyone's heard of me. All right. What would you like me to use? Oh, let me think. Uh... Let's go with uh, Talisar Tarovian. That sounds good. Let's go with that. <laughs> Talisar Tarovian. Yeah, that'll do. Of course. I will have me. I will make sure that name is on the list. And she takes a minute. And the best bit about that is that you can still call him Taro. Yeah, convenient, that. Anyway. She laughs and then she looks at you and she goes, and one last thing, if you don't mind. And she reaches forward and... Very quickly, she plucks maybe two or three hairs from your scalp and pulls them and goes, and now I have a way to find you again, should you try and 
rescind on the debt. That must be like a, a deep grab. Like, I haven't got that yeah. much hair. I mean, she'll roll for it if you want. Yeah, roll for that shit. Okay. I mean, that's a 14 yeah, plus whatever it could have been. So I'm going to I'm gonna say Ow. that she manages to get like two strands out of your, your hair. It's pretty... She gets one. it from your nose. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> from your eyebrow. She just pulls it out there. Oh, this is all very cruel. <laughs> <laughs> the eyebrows are probably longer. Yeah, maybe. Okay, she takes it from your eyebrow. She just reaches forward very gently and then, yoink, pulls out a couple of eyebrow hairs. Hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Retconning your hair. Um, and she takes a half step back and makes a small bow. Um, yes? Before you go, I have two questions. Um... What are we supposed to do it, be doing and who are we supposed to be doing it to? <laughs> I did already explain. I simply want useful... I've laughed a lot since then. <laughs> Elden Zoo guy. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, how will I recognise this zoo guy? Of course. He's a human, elderly, and he has a scar across his lip, almost bisects the lower one. Quite recognisable. Old Scarface, we used to call him. Did you? Yes. I see. I don't think he would have liked that very much, but... No, that's why we did it, you see. Not to his face, because otherwise he'd get ornery. You know how it is. Yes, exactly. Miss Marlowe, yeah. um, I, I, I wonder if you have access, um, you know, as, as part of your costumes for the carnival, would you have access to any sort of face paints? Uh, yes, of course. They should be in the back corner. Wonderful, thank you very much. No worries. And so, what are we doing to him? Well, hopefully nothing. Please don't do anything violent. I just oh. want... <laughs> she side-eyes you? <laughs> <laughs> I just want information, useful information about him. I see that both of you have a touch of magic, although clearly you don't know how to use it yet. As I said, he's developed powers of his own recently he's opened a diamond mine nearby he is a not very pleasant person and i have a feeling that there's something darker and more suspicious about it but if i try and question him he won't have it i've already tried he knows who i am but you two he shouldn't know uh, well you two he wouldn't know you either i suppose but if you're not going along then all i want no information about him about any magic he has, anything you can do, try and talk to him. See what you can learn, and if it's enough that I can work with it, well, your debt will be repaid, and I will coach you a little on your magic, although I feel we do not have quite the same powers. Any knowledge you could impart would be useful. I can do that. I'll be there at the ball. I just won't be talking to him. And did you say this is a masked ball? Masked ball... Uh, it can be. I, I assume some will be. <laughs> not all. Why I are we the ones deciding on what kind of ball this is? In character voice. The, the mean, latest invitees set the dress code. Yeah, we're, we're getting because dressed of... in a carnival's cupboard, so there will be masks. Masks are not necessary, but there will be a few wearing them, I should imagine. Um, I would like to uh, tug on Natalia's hand and say, um, Nat, Miss Nat, um, just a suggestion. If you want to get a gentleman to talk to you and answer questions, um, you have certain natural gifts that I think would assist you in that matter, and covering them up with a mask is not going to be a good idea. But why would I put a mask on my hand? 
I will leave oh. you to it, and Marlo leaves the room. Yeah, I think that might be for the best. Oh, I think you've been a bit, a bit straight to the punch there on that one. I would like to have a look around and see if I can find some sort of nice blue frock for Nat that will bring out the colour of her eyes and so forth. Roll an oh. investigation and, check. Yeah, and I would also like to look for some elegant gloves for her. That would be a yes, 17. Please. Yeah. You have a good eye for materials. You've got a good eye for everything to do with this. You relatively quickly pull out three or four pretty nice dresses that uh, some of them are much more gaudy and tacky than others. You find some elbow length kind of white silk gloves that are clearly a fake silk, but they look good enough. Um, You start to kind of get an idea of the layout of the costumes here because there is an order to the chaos. And so you you find it relatively easy to go and pick out bits of costume jewellery, none of it worth more than maybe a copper piece at the most and bits and pieces here. Nothing very super special, but enough to look it to somebody who maybe doesn't know any better. I would be very careful about not putting too much on and keeping it to small stones and things because presumably Elden Zugai is going to know what good jewellery looks like. Yes, you do indeed know that he would know that. Um, I am gonna... Uh, Nat, how do you feel about me doing your shopping for you? Uh, if you could, please. Uh, I think you will have a much better eye for um, these things yeah. than I do. I, I suspect I may. Um, oh, it's a makeover. Um, oh, and yippee. Yeah, um, I do have a sewing kit, so if I need to do any adjustments and things, I can sort that. Um, and the reason why I was asking for face paint is that, um, okay, I'm going to go and grab some mm-hmm. and come back. Um, assuming that Natalia's changed into her outfit at this point, I'm going to say, um, Natalia, would I be right in assuming that perhaps you haven't used cosmetics much previously? What is a cosmetic? It's like when you... Yeah, like rouge and stuff. I mean, I have red on my lip. Yeah, that's exactly the point, you see. I thought maybe if we cover that up with a lipstick so that people can't tell that it's a permanent mark, you'll be less recognisable in future. I'm going to nod knowingly. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right, okay. You stay very still. When I say don't blink, don't blink, okay? Or you'll get pencil in the eye. Stay very still. Okay. And I do Nat's makeup. Roll me a dexterity check. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it's a very strange God. feeling having makeup put on you. Yeah, it is, actually. It really is. Um, yeah, it really that is. That is a 15, <laughs> but only because I have a good modifier. <laughs> it's a 15. It's the score that counts. The score yeah, that counts. I went blind, mm, but didn't. You are working with the equivalent of makeup that is like... like slicking butter on someone's face it is grease paint it is claggy and meant to show very starkly from a long way away for people who are not close to the stage you have to use it incredibly subtly and the foundation isn't quite the same shade as natalia's skin but you managed to make it work well, this is yeah. Natalia's young, and <laughs> yeah, she probably doesn't need that much Look, work. Can I just point out? I do have my disguise kit with me. <laughs> yeah, off you go. I'm not disguising her. I'm bringing out. I'm enhancing her natural aspect. It's all part of a disguise. Tara, what are you getting from this room of I, many costumes? I want the merry treatment. Look, Mary, come on. You can come up with an outfit worthy of 
Salazar Tarovia. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna go out and look for something with a nice flouncy sleeve to it. Okay. Like kind of those bard shirts with the big bit frothy lace on the there front. There are so of many of those in every colour yes. under the sun. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Um his trousers are tatty, They're aren't really they? Bad. Right, let's find him some nice tight black satin ones. <laughs> Very nice, okay. Uh, yeah, you find them? Yeah, that nice and shiny. And I think probably a waistcoat of some sort. If there's some sort of brocaded gold thing. Yep. Perfect. That's what we're going with. All right. There you go. Don't you look lovely? Give us a 12. I'm not dressed yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't give us a 12 like that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go find a changing room. There is no changing room, yeah, but there are lots of, like... I'm going to go hide behind clothes. something. Behind that rack. Behind that rack. Yeah. You're I'm very careful that nobody's watching. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I'm assuming no one's trying to watch. Oh, no. hang on. I'm being very careful. I will, however, Wait. use my... No, not... Oh, hang on. I'm just going to... Okay, let me, let me just roll for perception. <laughs> um, I, before I hand the tight satin trousers to uh, Taro, mm-hmm. I am going to use my sewing kit to make sure that there is... That, to split the seam so that his tail yes, is you make right. You make a, a tail, tail adjustment. A tail hole, an asshole. My ass tongue tail. What? I mean, if I, if I made the hole big enough for your asshole qualities, there wouldn't be any fabric Let's left. Oh. Wow, what a bird. Okay, so you both of you have your very, very fancy, gaudy outfits uh, on. Can I find a, a mask as well while we're while I'm looking? Yeah, Romy, investigation if you're looking for it. I am looking for it with my eyes. What sort of mask are you looking for with your eyes? I don't know. What kind of animals have horns? It doesn't need to be a Goats. animal. Lions. I'm not using a goat mask. <laughs> Come on. Lions don't have horns. What? Lions don't I have horns. I rolled a 16. <laughs> a 16. You find a goat mask. You find a stag mask. You find uh, another animal with horns mask. It's a stag. Okay. I'm going with a stag. May I may I roll perception to have a look at the masks? Yes. What are you looking for? I got a 15. But what for? I'm looking for a donkey. <laughs> this is mean. You, after a, a little look, you find one that's not a mask. It goes over the whole head. And it is like the whole head of a donkey with the big horse like mouth bit at the front. I just hold it up and I say to Taro... I mean, if you don't want people to, to, to recognise you... I'm walking away. I'm already gone. <laughs> I'm not dignifying this with any kind of response. I think that's fair. Alrighty. So, the two of you are in your, your outfits. Taro, you've got a, like a half-face stag mask on with the antlers, with your horns kind of behind the antlers. It's probably a pretty good aesthetic, actually. And uh, N- Natalia, you have been uh, decked out in a very nice sort of blue and white dress with elbow-length gloves. Uh, and a face full of makeup which is itchy and already a bit hot. Enjoy. Woohoo! What do you want to do? Before Nat goes out there, um, I would just like to sort of, as I'm doing her face, I'll say things like, so um, if you're talking to a gentleman in a ball um, and you would uh-huh. like him to answer your questions, um, tell you what, Nat, can you, can you do um, an amused laugh for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really funny hmm. though. <laughs> perfect, perfect, right? Keep doing that and smile and 
anything that he says, you go, that's so interesting. Do go on. Now, now, Nat, touch my elbow. I don't really want to. Oh, fine. Just You've got the nice white gloves on. Touch the old guy's elbow. It's fine. It's probably less dirty anyway. Yeah, no, actually, that's a good one. Touch his elbow and um, uh, touch your hair. Okay, elbow, hair. And, and you're aware of what interesting things are, right? You've been interested in stuff before, yeah? Books and swords. Yeah, pretend this old guy is a sword book. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I can do that. As well as asking him about, like, books and swords or pretending that he is a book or a sword, I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. Um, you probably want to be asking him about, like, business interests and, you know, how incredibly rich he is. Rich people like talking about how rich they are. I see, I see. Play to his... His Vanities. interests. His Vanities. Vanities. Yes. I see. You're all set, love. You'll be fine. Okay. Thank you very much. I just want to uh, lean over to Mary and say... I'm a little bit concerned. Yeah, I think you're right to be, but it's the best we can do. All right. Let's go. I want to make sure I've got, like, I want to get into my bag and make sure I've got, like, a pack of cards and my magic dice and just, you know, the stuff I have. Yeah, you take your wallet, you take your uh, your uh, little six-sided wooden dice and you take a pack of cards that you have. Now, Mer- Meredith? Nerium? Mary. Uh, Mary. Um, For now. Could you... I, I, I don't believe I could take my backpack in, could I? Ah, uh, no, no, definitely not. Um, could I swap you then? For, oh, yes, of course. Uh, my, my things, and, and particularly this sword, and if you keep that safe, and if I might take one of your daggers? I mean, I've, I mean, I've only got your the one. Dagger, your dagger. Yeah, of course. Um... I tell you what, it's only little. Um, I can I have a look through the shelves and see if there's like a little reticule that she could carry it in, so that she's not like what is a reticule? It a waste. It's a small handbag. That someone knows. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. You you managed to find a very kind of uh, pearly pink, like a clamshell type little clasp bag. It's not ideal, but it'll do. Yeah, keep it in that, unless you have to take it out. Very well. Uh, out of interest, Mary, do you think a sword like that would look out of place on uh, on Talisar Tarovia? I mean, I don't know much about swords. But you seem to know about balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, there's, I, there's, I have certain certain de- degree of knowledge about such things. I suppose it would be fair to say. Um. I guess I should just. I ask. definitely wouldn't go with the red one because it's not going to be your colours. Presumably, it'll be, a, it'll be in a sheet, right? Yeah, no, but the handle. Oh, yeah, you're right. You won't be having my sword anyway. Don't worry. All right. Is it wait? But you've got a spare in that, haven't you? Is it nicer than his? I have two perfectly good swords that are mine. Fair enough. All I'm saying is that in an emergency, I could hand it over uh, just in case things were to go a little bit south. But this might not be the kind of event they let swords in anyway. I'll be honest. Uh, letting people bring swords to a party seems like a bad idea to, to begin with. I, I agree. Let's let's keep it on the down low. Sorry. <laughs> let's keep it on the fantasy down low. Okay. 
you hand over your weapons to Nerium and you take Nerium's dagger in a in a clasp bag. Out of interest, mm-hmm. these two swords of um, Nats that I am now holding on to, would either of them potentially be classed as a finesse weapon? Yes. Yes, but they are bigger than you, buddy. What, like literally actually <laughs> like, more than three lit- foot long? Like, are, they, are your swords more than three foot long? Uh, three foot. They're probably about three foot, including the handle. Actually. <laughs> yeah, they're about as big as you. Excellent. I use them as walking poles. Okay. <laughs> follow after them. I'm going to leave my stuff somewhere. Where, is there somewhere safe I can leave my stuff that I can come back and pick it up? Roll investigation. Oh, I saw Mary look around. staying behind. And yeah, yeah. I thought you were stuff. staying, behind, staying right? behind, You can look after my stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, totally. Sorted. Okay, so Nerium, tiny little Nerium weighed down with two backpacks and now three swords as big as her. Good luck, guys! (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys step out of the costume room. You are in the middle of the town hall, seemingly. Very dressed up. What are you doing? Wait, where is the ball? Is it in the town hall? Marlon told you. Do I have my mask on? (laughs) Fuck it. You have have your, your mask on. All right, mask on. The lower half of your face is visible, but the top half is covered with the mask. Once they've set off, mm-hmm. I am totally going to go through both their bags. <laughs> okay. It, nah. You don't suppose uh, Mary would go poking around our bags, do you? I don't think she would, right? <laughs> she doesn't seem the type. She's a bit nice, you know? She's, she's just a seamstress. I mean, why would she do that? Well, exactly. We haven't asked her to refashion our bags. No, we haven't. God, I'd be pretty pissed off if she looked in mine, though. Don't want to look around my stuff, oh. you know what I mean? I think I'd execute her. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of time is it? Is it like, how long is it till the ball, basically, is what I'm asking? You've got no idea, mate. Well, we should probably go and find out when that ball starts. Yes, I quite agree. Who is the the guy with the Flavor Flav medallion clock? Is it Flavor Flav or is that clock? Have I been making the wrong reference? Yeah, Thank it is you Flavor so Flav. Um, his name was Palin. Palin. Now, let's go and find Palin. Uh, yes, <laughs> let's. He is sort of speaking to a group of people who are dressed equally fancily, but not quite as fancy. Um, and as you walk over, he turns around and he raises his eyebrows and goes, Well, you certainly look a little bit different from last time I saw you. Greetings, Palin. It's, uh, it's been quite some time, has it not? <laughs> he gives uh, you Nat just there's, there's, there's a hand that goes to her her, her face it and comes then goes away. oh hair yeah. <laughs> and just starts playing with her hair you, your fingers are now kind of covered with yep. like the, the brownish kind of foundation that's been put on you that's just kind of now like makeup smears on your white glove oh. um, he raises his eyebrows and he goes quite some time indeed how lovely to see you again, looking so wonderful, the both of you. Are you going somewhere special? Well, we've been told that it was your ball tonight. Yes, of course, and you are both invited. Of course as we is are. your other friend, who I assume is maybe on their way? Uh, she is indisposed uh, for the moment. I- I'm sorry, she won't be able to attend. What a pity, she will be missed. Uh, 
please do uh, uh, join us. I suppose you, well, you have never been to uh, the wall before, so I will take you to where you are going. Thank you. I've never been to one of your balls. No, no, you haven't. Uh, right, well, I will just be one moment. I will get a carriage for us. Uh, please feel free oh, to naturally. introduce yourselves. He turns uh, to the, the three people, the three humans with him. I will be back shortly with the carriage for us all. Please do excuse me. And he walks out of the room and you are left there with, with three very puzzled looking humans. Hello, it's ever so nice to meet you. My name is Natalia. A pleasure to meet you too. Uh, what, pray tell, is, are your names? Uh, I am Maria. I am the owner of the uh, Lumberyards just outside of Grandleford, and these are my two children. Uh, I don't believe we've had the pleasure of meeting you before, Natalia, and... Oh, sorry, were you trying to talk to me? <laughs> yes, I was. Talisa Tarovian. I'm not sure you would have heard the name. No, what do you do? <laughs> I'm a count, of course. What do you think a count does? <laughs> One of the kids pipes up and goes, Counting? Huh. Uh, 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 uh. How droll. <laughs> yes. Well, it is a pleasure to meet you, uh, Mr. Tarovian. Uh, count Tarovian, I should I say. I wish I could say the same. Oh. Oh, don't mind, mind Count Titi. Um, <laughs> he's... He's not used to uh, polite society. No, clearly not. Well, if you excuse us, I think we'll probably find our own way to the wall. Come along. And she starts to hurry off. I stared daggers at Taro. Look, it's it's pretty important, you see. This guy is he's pretty pretentious, right? He thinks himself important. I've got to get on that level if we're going to talk to him. I see. Well, how about when we go into the ball, we split up? I'm all for it. Because, I, it, if we're if he thinks we're together, he might think something is afoot. Yeah, I think you're right. Especially if we're both trying to pry information out of him. You might want to work out how you know Count Talos Arterovian as well. I mean, we've that's true. Uh, let's just say we've just been introduced here by Palin. Palin, that's his name. That's the one. Oh, I think what I shall. could possibly go wrong? As you say that, uh, Palin reappears and he goes, Oh, I see that you have uh, lost our other guests. Uh, no worries, I met them on the way out. Why don't you follow me and we'll head you right over there. Marlo has told me everything. I will ask, please, this is a very important event. I am doing this as a favour to my very long-time friend and I would very much like to have a nice tooth carnival ball here next year as well. Do not fuck this up for me. Please. Come along. I'll take you right away to the carriage. I shall try my best. I think you'll find Telazar Tarovian is the height of civility. He leads you outside and you guys are brought into this little uh, carriage which is very intricately decked out in silvers and in white paint. 
And after about a 10 or 15 minute ride, you come up to this huge manor house, which is on one of the inclines of the slopes that are in Grendelford. It looks over the city and it is decked out in absolutely amazing sculptures made of ice and snow, covered in silver paint. There's almost this kind of like sparkling, almost like a tinsel type material wrapped around it. Again, it almost looks tacky. gaudy and tacky. There's just so much kind of opulence here. Um, but none of it's like real opulence in the sense of like real gems of diamond it's like crystals and it's and it's you know silver painted things but with the twilight behind it and the ice cold air it's still pretty impressive it's certainly not something that's a day-to-day sight um and you two are both led inside and the front door opens up into this little corridor which has the doors open at the end and you can see this huge room where this music is playing and there are lots of people in incredibly (laughs) beautiful, well-made, ornate clothing (laughs) who are, some are dancing, some are talking, there are tables lined with food and there are lots and lots of people there. And as Palin steps forward, um, the place goes quiet and people look over and he opens his arms and he goes, welcome to the Ice Tooth Ball. 